2: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: President Biden announced today that he will run for a second term and said, quote, let's finish the job. Yeah, good idea. It would be nice to have a country where a guy could safely retire before he's 86.
4: Funny. Hey, we need to reset the Kamala thing uh, at some point this half hour.
0: You're right. We got to get to that sooner rather than later. I just came across a poll that was astounding, so I had to Google it real quick. (laughs) The question was posed to people. Are things in the United States out of control? <laughs> I've never heard that poll question before. Now that's a poll question. How would you answer that? I know uh, you're a nitpicker. I am a God, nitpicker. God help you if you're a, like a college kid with a clipboard who's, you know, they said, <laughs> hey, we'll give you $12 an hour to stand in the corner and ask passers-by this question. And yeah. they get you coming down the street. And they're going to have mm. to listen to a 45-minute lecture on this or that.
4: Your entire eight-hour day is going to be trying to get me. To answer three simple questions. Well, you That's answer correct.
0: this one question: Are things in the U.S. out of control? It depends what you mean.
4: Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, I guess. You would go with yes. Yeah, yeah. I, like, yeah I don't know. I'm, I'm, broad I'm, questions, broad yes or no questions are the the, the the exercise of the stupid. Do you think? Yes.
0: If if you just kind of generally See, I answer that question directly. <laughs> If you kind of just, and I think I just have a general feeling that things are out of control. If you have just kind of your, you know, your just overall feeling about things or that they're out of control, which to me they are, that affects your politics, your spending, your attitudes about lots of things. Now that you've explained it
4: eloquently and skillfully, yes, I think they are out of control.
0: Well, uh, I'm in the majority with... Three quarters of Americans, nearly, 72% of Americans say things are out of control. Wow. <laughs> I don't know what it normally is or if they've ever asked that question before. But That seems like a really high number. You have an
4: ancient man as president. Inflation. A half-wit as vice president. You have serious inflationary pressures. You have uh, uh, China on the march you know, a
0: dozen other things. It doesn't feel really in control. No, the war in Ukraine, yeah, there's plenty of things you could point to, and you put them all together. Uh, they broke it down. Reasons people think things are out of control. We'll count them up from four to one. These are the top four reasons people things think things are out of control. There are things today out of control. Uh, 71% say Joe Biden. All right. All uh, right. 75, well, I did. Yeah. 75% say U.S. culture and values. We didn't even mention that. We're gonna have, 100%. We're, we're going to have the latest quote from gold medal NCAA swimmer who's a dude who won, who beat all the other girls. Um, I mean, how how that's got to factor into the feeling that things are out of control. That's out of control.
4: Yeah. We're being ordered to say that somebody with a
0: penis and testicles is a woman. Yeah. That's pretty out of control. 85%. 85 percent, you can't get 85 percent of people to say anything, but 85 percent of people say the economy is one of the reasons they think the country's out of control. I was looking at houses over the weekend. If you do like three things I did in a row on Sunday, looked at a house that was at, priced at a ridiculous price. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And it's it'll sell at that price. Um, mm-hmm. Filled up my truck with gas. What? Then went to the grocery store. Are you kidding me? Those three things. Would make you think the economy's out of control. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yours would be paid my rent
4: and my energy bill. 100%, yeah. Especially younger folks and and folks who have not amassed any wealth at all living paycheck to paycheck. It's terrifying
0: uh number one state of u.s politics dang near 90 percent of people picked that 88 percent said state of u.s politics is the reason they think things are out of control our politics are out of control how
4: interesting that our politics are the way they are and there's no need really to go into detail i guess uh because y'all know what we're talking about and yet it continues because we're in charge of what our politics are theoretically right I mean, if you're engaged in you know activity, speech, whatever that that we the people in vast numbers find objectionable, you think you would stop. But I think that the the, uh, the secret, the the open secret, is that anger, angst, hate, resentment, raise money. Keeping it whipped up and out of control is incredibly profitable for politicians.
0: Not enough attention has been paid to the whole uh, small donors social media connection
4: it could be the very thing that Lincoln warned us about that we would never be conquered by a foreign adversary if if we were to uh, the, the Republic were to come to an end it would be from within um, this could be that disease
0: so 72 uh, percent of Americans think the United States is out of control one of the reasons is Joe Biden it's mostly Republicans who say that. Uh, the percentage saying Joe Biden is among the reasons for things being out of control, broken down by parties. Obviously, much lower number for Dems. 33% of Dems say Biden is the reason they think things are out of control. That seems That's like a pretty significant, high number. Though. Seems like yeah. a pretty high on. number. One out of three yeah. of your own president. Uh, for Republicans, it's 93%, not a shock. Independence, it's 72%. Three quarters of independence, say Joe Biden. Is the reason they think things are out of control. Which is
4: why he is not running for re-election. <laughs> Nobody possibly could with numbers like that. Wait a minute. What are you saying? I'm sorry. The control room is talking to me in my ear. No, come on. Really?
0: I hadn't intended to go down this road, but there's a, a Marist poll out today in which independents um, are not digging Trump that much right now. He's got a. Do you want Trump to run again? 29% of independents. So you got 71% of Republicans. 7% of Democrats, which is surprising. But only 29% independents. Here's the other poll, and then I'll be done with this crap. Um, Donald Trump's favorability among Republicans is way back up again. It had dropped for a while and uh, and uh, you know after January 6th, and, and then he announced he was running and didn't do much, and it had been kind of petering out, and so many people, maybe even including us, had thought okay, that, that is over, the right is over, his dominance is over. No, it's back up to 81%. Wow. Donald Trump's favorability among Republicans is at 81%. That's high. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is.
4: Suppose I could analyze that, or we could turn to the fact that the country is totally out of control because Joe Biden is one heartbeat away from
0: giving way to
4: Kamala Harris.
0: Are you ready for this? That's
4: <laughs> absolutely a factor in the feeling out of control, the fact that a half-wit is vice president, yes.
0: I've done a little bouncing around. As far as I can tell, this is not edited. I mean, I I listened to it twice and thought, this has got to be edited. This can't actually be, after all the times she's done this, the way she's talked today. Let's hear Kamala Harris this morning.
5: So, I think it's very important, as you have heard from so many incredible leaders, for us at every moment in time, and certainly this one, to see the moment in time in which we exist and are present. And to be able to contextualize it. To understand where we exist in the history and in the moment as it relates not only to the past but the future.
0: She's the worst extemporary speaker I've ever heard. I taught college speech. And regularly an exercise would be you give people a topic and they have to think on their feet. No Eighteen-year-old college student in my class ever sounded that bad. She has reached the highest
4: theoretical level of badness. She is now impossible to parody. Ooh, you, you can't, can't know. be. Uh, you can't make an absurd exaggeration of how terrible she is. It's impossible now.
0: <laughs> it just occurred to me that's true. I, I there are no eighteen-year-olds. You gave them a topic who couldn't do better than that. You know, on the off off the top of their head. God, she's just the worst. Yeah. Yeah. She it has is no time for us to
5: yes. do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. At least that was concise. I mean, incoherent, but
4: concise. She has no support, no constituency, no talent, no leadership ability, utterly unable to string together two sentences. The woman is a disaster. Get
0: rid of her now. we got to get Willie Brown on the phone. What are her talents, Willie? We need to hear. She's got some because yeah. it ain't. Oh, <laughs> oh, easy, everybody, everybody, it, take it, it easy. Ain't speaking off the top of her, and <laughs> I don't know what the setting of this was, but you have to assume she wasn't dropped out of a plane and landed on the ground, and there was a crowd in front of her. She was sitting there for a while, knew she was going to talk to some people on a particular oh, yeah. topic, had a little time to get her thoughts together and think about what she wanted to say, and still came up with this.
5: For us at every moment in time, and certainly this one, to see the moment in time in which we exist and are present.
0: That's the worst ad-libbing I've ever heard. I can't even, well, I I can kind of figure out what she's talking about, but I'm not sure. I don't think her brain works right. No, she's got she. She must just not be good verbally. I mean, because she's got to be smarter. She's got to be talented at some level, right? You don't get to be Attorney General of California, a U.S. Senator, and then Vice President of the United States without being impressive behind closed doors. It's just be impossible. It's too competitive. Even I you know. Okay, they they needed a black woman. There's lots of really smart black women. You don't have to pick somebody who can't talk. Right, right. Well, how she rose to the
4: heights she did is a fairly well-known story. You know, She was the girlfriend of the most powerful man
0: in California. But still, it's a blood sport to become a U.S. senator, to become a vice president. She must, behind closed doors, be more impressive than that. And maybe well, uh, maybe yeah. her weakest spot is that she stands up to a podium and her, her mind goes blank or something.
4: If, if uh, Alice uh, were here... Uh, Gladys, rather, sorry, it's, you know, out of sight, out of mind. If Gladys were here, she'd play the harp. But uh, I take you back to 2019 when two very highly placed law enforcement sources who worked with the attorney general of California, Kamala Harris, told me, Joe, she's an idiot. I said, come on, fellas. She's not an idiot. She's the attorney. Ge- Maybe you don't like her. but Joe, listen to me. She's a dope. Just a plain old dope. And I thought, OK, all
0: right. That's people who worked with her. She sounds like a dope in that clip. You know, if it walks like a dope and (laughs) quacks like a dope, maybe it's
4: a dope.
5: For (laughs) us at every moment in time, and certainly this one, to see the moment in time in which we exist and are present. What? (laughs) That is
4: an achievement in incoherence. (laughs) That is... Anti-eloquence, that is Olympian in its inscrutability.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of uh, looking at Twitter and some of your you know, like big-time pundits saying, is she high or uh, or did, 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 does, does chat GPT write her speeches? Or... Right. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Woo-wee! I'll get to that thing about uh, the the role fathers play with sons. I think it's worth pointing out. There's some new research out. Uh, How about we hit that next? Sounds great. I didn't mean to put that off. And uh, that's on the way.
3: Armstrong and Getty.
1: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick
3: The Armstrong and Getty Show. New rule. If you're part of today's woke revolution, you need to study the part of revolutions where they spin out of control because the revolutionaries get so drunk on their own purifying elixir, they imagine they can reinvent the very nature of human beings.
0: That's from Bill Maher's screed. He went on Friday night about uh, comparing the United States and the left to the Cultural Revolution in China. He also gets into the whole reinventing things around trans, which we're going to talk about that a little later, as that swimmer person, Leah Thomas, spoke out yesterday. Taking on people who think it's unfair that she dominated college swimming last year. Also got a letter from a school that they sent home to parents about how they're not going to refer to boys and girls anymore. In fifth grade. Anyway. uh, If you're a dad, if you're a male and you have a boy or at least they identify as a boy that's usually considered a son and we've got some research on the uh, role
4: he considered a son
0: nice We've got some research on the role fathers play in raising sons I actually did do a little googling around to back up the one study i'm about to talk about and some of it was is it's it's all headed the right direction but it's just depressing that they even feel like they need to say these things out loud it's ridiculous that they feel the need to even point it out uh, growing evidence shows that fathers contribute to the development and well-being of their children in unique and complementary ways to the mother. Really? Oh, my Lord. You're right. It's
4: like uh, your spouse saying to you, now we're not going to kill each other in our sleep, right? <laughs> That's a very good thing to say. But why are you? How, how is it we need to say that?
0: Right. Really? So 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 males c- could play a role in the upbringing, in a complimentary way to the women. Wow! So both could both could be part of the together. It could be wow. That's something. And they're different,
4: but work together to the benefit of the child. Wow! I never thought of that.
0: Anyway, um, this reach research that just came out's in Australia, but they found a real strong connection between young men and uh, the way they act because of the way their fathers acted. Men tend to copy their father's masculinity, for instance. This is should be no shock to anybody who recognizes that they got a lot of their attitudes or the way they act from their own dad, and that's why you do it. That's why I do it, because I know that that same is going to happen to me with my kids. But anyway, uh, the significance of work, uh, how important work is, or your social status you get from your dad, seeing your dad get up and go to work every day, for instance doesn't mean you mm-hmm. don't get that from your mom that's not the point no re- no reason to react that way if maybe I'm imagining anybody is I can just I know some people would maybe not our audience well I think
4: you're you're pointing out indirectly that to be pro-man is not to be anti-woman and to be pro-woman is not to be anti-man that was an ugly and absurd notion that took hold uh, you know a while
0: back and needs to end sons take on their father's uh, attitudes on being self-reliant Not surprising at all. Mm -mm. Um, Sons take on their father's uh, level of risk-taking and violent behaviors, which I think is interesting. I've known people like that who grow up up both ways. You know, you grow up in a family where dad gets mad, but he isn't going to throw anything or hit anybody, and you don't. Or you grow up in a family where dad gets mad and hits people and throws things, and now you do. I've known plenty of people like that. So that's pretty interesting. Um. Uh, the role it plays in relationships, the way you treat women, your beliefs about being successful, and just masculinity in general, which uh, this article, well, this one article, I came across a different article that was just the numbers. This particular article about it has to get into all kinds of but it's not always good to be masculine and some research oh, has shown and up. all that sort yeah. of stuff. So it's interesting to me that people dance around the idea of being masculine and getting that from your father.
4: As a father of two daughters, I will tell you this, ladies, go see how your boyfriend's dad treats his mom before you get into anything long term.
0: Wow. Good one. To your point. Yeah. Like spy through the window or just hang around the dinner table and watch?
4: Like maybe go to dinner. Oh, the, right. to meet the you parents. Can go to dinner
0: The Armstrong and Getty Show. President Biden today made it official he is running for president again. He said he's running to battle for the soul of America, which is, I don't know, thats a lot to battle for. Most people his age are barely winning the battle against constipation. It's interesting. Mm. So many of the late night jokes were about the president's age. Like, practically all of them. Well, it's the number one reason everybody gives. Uh, for the fact that half of his own party don't want him to run. And, like, what is it? Two-thirds, three-quarters of Americans don't want him to run, and the number one reason is age. So it makes sense you'd go at his age. Anyway, Um have some amazing stuff here. So we all know the transgender swimmer, swimmer Leah Thomas, right? We talked about her a lot as she was uh, just rolling through the NCAA last year. You know, I, I totally get...
4: Why you're using the term her, I can't bring myself to do it anymore.
0: Mm, I'm not, not going to try to force you. <laughs> oh, no,
4: I know you're not. I know you're not. I just, I feel like it's about submission. What's that person's state of transition? Do we know? Does she still have a penis is what you're asking? Eh, part of it. Yeah. That's part of the question.
0: Anyway, anyway. she is an NCAA gold medalist. She's one of the best swimmers in the entire country
4: because uh, of being a biological male, I think
0: is why she slammed her feminist adversaries yesterday as misogynistic transphobes who reduce women to the value of their reproductive abilities. That's a bizarre argument and nonsensical. She was on a podcast talking with a fellow trans swimmer that her Pennsylvania teammates displayed fraud feministic beliefs when they wrote a 2022 letter asking the division to bar her from competition. So the other biological girls on the team who thought it wasn't fair that she was on the team wrote a letter and complained, you remember this story, they're transphobic, here's why. They're like, oh, we respect Leah as a woman, as a trans woman or whatever. We respect her identity, we just don't think it's fair. You can't really have that sort of half-support where you're like, oh, I respect her as a woman here, but not here, Leah Thomas said in the podcast yesterday.
4: Yeah, that's precisely correct. There's a very short list of things that uh, you can't do and compete against biological women's one of them. Live with it.
0: They're using the guise of feminism to sort of push transphobic beliefs. I think a lot of people in that camp sort of carry an implicit bias against trans people, but don't want to, I guess, fully manifest or speak that out. And so they try to just play it off as this sort of half-support. As I always ask, does she actually not see the difference in this particular arena? Which is an interesting clearly, term because sometimes they're actually not. swimming in an arena. They're actually in an arena. You have a completely unfair advantage against these other women. It's got nothing to do with whatever you choose to do with your life, how you want to dress, what you want to call yourself, how you want to whatever.
4: And it has nothing to do with any latent transphobia or fake feminism or anything like that. I just, I I think to a large extent, you have somebody dealing with some rather complicated psychological challenges and they are inventing logic that makes them feel good. We all do it to some extent, but this is an extreme case. You want to, I've got actually a quote from the host of the podcast. Okay. Um, That was this Skylar Baylor. who swam at Harvard against biological women and uh, and suddenly was a much, much, much better swimmer comparatively than when he competed as a dude. That's strange. Uh, And and how many biological women do you see competing against biological men when they transition to being men? How many there? Skylar? How many? Leah? None is right. That's right. Because they can't possibly compete and win. Doesn't that strike you as strange? Anyway, the Skylar Baylor character said the following on that same podcast. And I know most people will just go straight for the biological advantage argument, saying that some alleged biological advantage makes it unfair for trans women to compete with other women. Alleged. But let's consider, yeah, I know, I know, isn't that hilarious? But let's consider a few points. Biological diversity exists everywhere in sport, in every demographic of people, every demographic of women. That's kind of what sports are based on. I mean, if everybody was exactly the same, there would be no competition. Uh, sports depends on the fact that bodies are different and they perform differently. When those differences exist in the men's category, most people don't care. In fact, they praise those differences. Look at Michael Phelps, winningest Olympian of all time. You probably know who he is. He's super tall, and he's got this really long torso, and he's got a really wide wingspan. All specific advantages in swimming. He also produces half the levels of lactic acid than the average athlete. Not the average person, the average athlete. And all these things give him a massive biological advantage. But his biological differences are celebrated he she uh, she actually thinks that's a solid argument that is a nonsensical argument
0: yeah and uh over time trans women will dominate all female sports and then what what's the point uh that is interesting though i've always thought that was interesting that you know me trying to run a 10k my body deals with that lactic acid or whatever it is differently than some other people's do and that's why my legs hurt so bad and yours don't i mean regardless of anything else it's just just from the jump before you even start training that's interesting i wish you could get yeah. tested in early age you probably don't want to do this the way your body handles that you're not going to enjoy that you you should do that it's going to go pretty well for you that's what they
4: do in totalitarian regimes at a very, very early age. In in the States, we probably do that sort of testing, but it's after you've achieved some level of, mm. of, of uh, proficiency. Uh-
0: Uh, one more. Uh, Do you have more on that topic? No, I just want to get to this fifth grade letter after we do this. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, After a
4: quick word from our friends at Consumer Cellular, our our cell phones are something we rely on every day. Whether it's staying connected to family and friends, doing business, shopping online, it's an important part of life. Take it from me, don't shop online after more than two drinks. It's just too bad the wireless companies know that, so their charges are through the roof. They know how much we love our phones, so that's why we're happy to tell you about Consumer Cellular. A way you can still get great coverage and. Even keep your same phone and number while saving up to half on your wireless bill. Consumer Cellular makes switching easy. Their most awarded customer service team is 100% U.S. based and will bring you the highest quality of consumer support. They'll tell you about the flexible monthly plans that you can change up or down any time. How about that? Plus, with Consumer Cellular, you'll never be tied to a contract. So pick up your current phone with your current plan. Boo! Dial pound 250 and say the keyword morning show for $25 off right away. You'll have the option to receive a one-time auto-dial text message from Consumer Cellular. That's right dial pound 250 and say the keyword morning show for 25 bucks off that's pound 250 say morning show
0: so it must be the time of year you start teaching sex ed to fifth graders i guess because uh my school where my fifth grader goes and a bunch of schools around the country have gotten letters the parents have gotten letters we did this week about the program and what they're gonna do i didn't have any sex ed when i was in fifth grade and i think i'm fine um That's awful young, and I I know it's really riled the kids up. They've been talking about it all year long. The amount of conversation, and I was talking to some of the school counselors and stuff like that, the amount of sex talk on the playground is just off the charts. You know, Ron DeSantis is just right about that. You start putting all this sex information in schools, and there's going to be a lot of talking about sex. It's just... I don't know. And some of you, I guess, think that's fantastic. The dominant conversation among 11-year-olds should be sex. Really? I always say to my son, he, he comes home practically every day. So-and-so said this, and so-and-so called me that, and so-and-so said this. I think, why are you guys talking about this? We did not talk about this when I was in fifth grade. But Parenting should
4: be done by the collective. Anyway, and free love flows everywhere. It's Marxism, folks.
0: This is not my school. I want to make that very, very clear, because oftentimes things get backed in my real life and it causes me trouble. This is not my school. This is a fifth grade in Vermont, but this is the letter that went home to the families there. Um, dear fifth grade families and caregivers, long uh, caregivers, long paragraph about its time of the year for to do this. The human body, puberty, human reproductive, blah, 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 this and that. And then you get down to this part. Um, In an effort to align our curriculum with equity policy, boy, as soon as I saw that sentence, I would think, here we go, teachers will be using gender-inclusive language throughout this unit. With any differences, we strive to use person-first language as best practice. That's in quotes. Person-first language. You will see examples of this below. We will be using the following language with students. Person who produces sperm will be used in place of boy, male, or assigned male at birth. Oh my lord, we are already,
4: we have crossed the border into Crazyville and are in downtown. This is a, <laughs> we're
0: in downtown Crazyville. We're not on the outskirts anymore. Oh no. We're no. in downtown Crazyville where you can ride the light rail to your favorite bar. Um, Not using boy or male in a fifth grade class about reproduction and sex and everything. We will use person who produces eggs in place of girl, female, and assigned to female at birth. Oh, that doesn't at all dehumanize people. This is my favorite part. Uh-oh. We are working on editing worksheets and handouts to reflect these changes, but you may see some worksheets that have not changed yet. Their concern... Is not with like the 98% of regular people who are gonna think, you're not gonna say boy or girl. Their concern is with the one person who might be upset that you do say boy or girl in one of their sheets that they haven't changed yet. That's how far into Crazyville we are, that their own, their, 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 uh oh, I hope we don't get in trouble, is with the crowd that would be angry if you called somebody a boy in fifth grade. On one of their worksheets, that they haven't gotten around to changing yet. How blind to where we actually are, are they? How blind to how far, I was going to say ahead, but that's not the right term. How far away from mainstream they are that, boy, boy, we haven't gotten all the worksheets changed yet. Some of them still say boy or girl. People are going to get really mad.
4: We better send a letter to the parents just in case the word boy or girl or male or female slips out.
0: I guarantee you the vast majority, if not practically all, your parents are saying, you're not going to say boy or girl
4: one in of your, fifth grade. One of your major publications, I can't remember which, used to have a column called, Can This Relationship Be Saved? And I don't know why, but I always read it. I liked reading the advice columns. Um <laughs> And uh, I would suggest that our relationship with government schools cannot be saved. I have a, a big uh, couple of articles I've been saving about uh, the whole language learning, reading, learning uh, craze, trend, fad versus phonics. And how even after it was proved beyond a, any any doubt, any shred of a doubt, that the whole language learning thing was a failure for vast majority of these kids. Because it was the trend, the craze, the fad in education. And education is so prone to fads because everybody wants to be the innovator. Um, they stuck with it and, and damaged kids for life for years. And only now in cities like New York where Eric Adams is a lefty, but at least he's sane, is saying, hey, the percentage of our kids who can't read is off the charts. And it's mostly or partly at least because of this. And they're having to drag American government schools back to what works in favor of what was trendy. And this is another great example of it. This, See, that's beyond saying, hey, some kids aren't comfortable with saying male or female. And everybody's saying, wow, really? Why? That seems nuts. I mean, it's a biological reality. No, they are miles past that. As I said, into downtown Crazyville. Can this relationship be saved? If that was a person, advocating that to you as opposed to an institution would you think well it's a little odd but uh, that's fine no you think they've lost their freaking minds
0: do you think they put that disclaimer in there about some of the worksheets may still have the old language just to because they're so scared
4: no i think they're true believers you
0: think they're true believers
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think most of them are. I guarantee at every school in America, there are great teachers, sane teachers, reasonable teachers who hate all of this stuff, but they're pot committed, as we say in the poker world to their uh, to their career.
0: Well, in California, you have it's a law. You can opt out and I'll be interested to see how many parents opt their kids out. I don't know.
4: You know, the basics of biology, sex education, you know, uh, I have no problem with that in schools. But to claim there's no such thing as male and female is bizarre, unscientific, as we'll explain next hour, and uh, and politically extremely radical.
0: How early you got to teach kids how to put on condoms, though? You have to explain to them what sex is and what an erection is. Because they don't know, and they've never thought about it, and they're completely unaware of the concept. At what point do you start doing that? And I know that comes very, very early in some schools. Sexualizing fifth graders. That's a great idea. Uh, you have any comment? Text line four one five two nine five kftc
3: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty
0: Show. So Joe Biden releases his campaign video yesterday. We talked a lot about that. Well, Jimmy Kimmel had a funny. Here's a fake one.
3: When I ran for president four years ago, I said we're in a battle for the soul of America. What is the soul of America? Freedom. Wisdom. Kindness. Empathy. Empathy. Style. I'm talking about panache, man. Whispering. I wrote the bill. Just because it sounds cool. $1.9 trillion. Shaking hands, kissing babies, and getting plenty of shut-eye. <laughs> Buying more bonds just to keep the Kaiser on his toes. Delaware. Trains. Those old beer cans with the bull tabs. Whatever happened to those, man? Slipping a few candy buttons into your phosphate just to see how fast the sugar rush makes you pedal your bike with a big wheel on the front and a healthy appreciation for the gams on Greta Garbo I'll pledge allegiance to her any day which reminds me the most important thing of all naked with your best gal in the back of the drive-in picture show go for it Jack what the heck was that talking about oh. I'm Joe Biden, and that's why I'm running for reelection.
4: Couple of things for next hour. The woman who is one heartbeat away from the presidency has unleashed one of her most bizarrely inscrutable word salads ever. This might be the best one ever. We'll hit you with that next hour. And I have reason to believe that Bill Maher, who is probably listening right now, is directly plagiarizing me. Oh, wow. That's a claim. In in fact, if we weren't shorthanded as a staff today, I'd I'd have you guys dig up my screen from
0: last week, but I'll explain next hour. Um how about the games on Greta Garbo? So uh DeSantis yesterday called for a ceasefire in Ukraine. Got some attention, like what? Hmm. Um all right. Uh, as was one response on Twitter, which I realize is a stupid phrase. As soon as the Russians cease firing and leave, I'm sure the Ukrainians will also cease firing. That's the problem with that whole thing. Oh, yeah. It's not a dispute. They had a country, you came and took a chunk of it. It's not a dispute. It hasn't been a dispute for a very, very long time. But I thought this was an interesting political thing around DeSantis. New York Post reporting, anyway, that Trump is listening to insiders who are urging him to make DeSantis' VP pick. Do you think there's any chance that happens? I think that would be a tough team to beat. Wow. Wow. That is not out of the question. You don't think so? Trump is definitely transactional enough to say, sure, fine. I'll working with him. I don't care.
4: Yes, indeed. And, and the two of them are both... Uh Ball busters enough to understand each other, I think, and come to an agreement. All right, what what am I in charge of? I gotta I gotta know in advance.
0: DeSantis, remember when he ran for governor and he had that video of uh, sitting there with his little kids reading Art of the Deal to them at bedtime? Oh. I mean, so he could he could be on the ticket.
4: Yeah, yeah. How how interesting. Although Trump tends to run through independent thinkers like national security advisors or you know like uh you know like their uh, minimum wage employees and uh pence kept his gig by being quietly obedient and, and loyal
0: i sure desantis and making this face
4: making that earnest midwestern <laughs> protestant face exactly yes
0: uh if you haven't heard the kamala harris clip stay tuned if you miss an hour of the show get the podcast armstrong and getty on demand
3: armstrong and getty